Season 3, Episode 3, 2018 Trends. Food, decor, and fashion. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Millennial Homemakers Podcast, your resource for all things home, hostessing, and more. We're your hosts, Jackie Alexander and Jacqueline Humble. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Homemakers. Today, we're really excited. We're going to be talking about one of our favorite subjects, and that is a trend report for this year, 2018. And we'll be talking about three of our favorite subjects, and that is food, home decor, and fashion. And a lot of these trends kind of overlap, so that's why we like to talk about them together. And also, if you guys can think of a word that has to do with home decor that starts with an F because we really like alliteration and decor, home decor really messes us up here. Let us know on our Facebook group so that we can next year have the three Fs of 2019. Or like if we could think of like apparel, apparel, I don't know what word. I just had a word apparel for Apparel appetite. Yeah, that, I don't know. We, I, I don't know. If you guys can think of something that's like an alliteration for all three of these, we would be forever grateful. We'd appreciate it. (laughs) Anyway, so we're going to start with food. I love eating. It's a problem. Yeah, I love eating too. Who doesn't? And I just like, I always like going over these different trends each year because then when I go out to eat at restaurants, I pay more attention to the menu and like the ingredients. Yeah, it gives you something, especially if you want to try something new, but you're not sure if it's going to be on the menu for a while. It gives you an idea of what to try um, and gives you more things to look for besides your old faithfuls. Right. And also kind of can challenge you to up-level your dinner party and your dinner venue at home. So... (laughs) Absolutely. Be on trend. Okay. So I'll start and then we can kind of go every other. How's that sound good? Perfect. Okay. So my first trend that I'm reporting (laughs) is getting away from the meal preparation delivery services, like the blue apron, the plated, and getting more into delivering the already cooked meals from restaurants. So like Uber Eats, Postmates, Seamless, and even grocery delivery too, like all those kind of trends. And you use do you use grocery delivery? Or you like I do use not. It? My okay. mom did. Okay. I think um, she's tried it. Yeah, kind of going from especially like with Alexa, where you can add things to your pantry box and they have those little buttons and stuff like that, but going more to getting ready made food or whatever you want to cook at your house versus a set meal prep kit. What I think is funny about that is I think like the blue aprons and the plate it no that this is happening um, because they have been overloading my email and my Instagram ads and even my like physical mailbox. Well, we tried HelloFresh for a while and I, and we talked about it on here, but I heard that they're doing like really bad right now. So wouldn't be surprised. I like that that one in particular is struggling, which makes me sad because that one did seem like the easiest to cook, but. Right. But since having, being able to have your own groceries delivered is going to, I think, hurt them more than the takeout because you can still eat at home, you know, fresh foods that you've made, mm-hmm. but you have more control over the budget. Right. And one thing that was interesting, I was watching Shark Tank, and I don't know if it was a recent episode, but it was this season mm-hmm. the other day on Hulu, and played it sold to Albertsons, I think. So, you know, it's like a grocery chain for $300 million. So you can Genius. now, yeah, so you can now go 
and pick up your plated meals at the grocery store. Oh, that's fun. It's like you pick up like the box or whatever there, but I don't think that they're cooked. Um, I think it's just like, you know, you can pick up a kit, but it was the biggest acquisition in Star Tank's or in Shark Tank's history. So, oh, wow. Pretty cute. Yeah. 300 million. Yeah. Crazy. So my first one is kind of related to that. And it's the idea of a fine casual restaurant, which is kind of a mix of, you know, a fast food with a sit down nice meal. So you're getting that same high quality food, but with counter service. And a lot of them have like a bar or a wine bar or something attached to it to make it even more upscale. But you don't have to sit there and wait for a table up to the counter. Yeah, like a Panera. Exactly. But even more upscale than that. Here in Augusta, we have one called Farmhouse, um, which is like, yeah, farm to table burgers. Um, They're like specialty burgers, but you just go up to the counter. They have a bar right next to where you order if you want a beer while you wait for your food to be made. But it's just, it's, yeah, it's not so much. It's kind of like a Panera on steroids. Yeah, it's like not quite a sit down restaurant, but it is a sit down restaurant at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I like those. And like you said, you get kind of in and out faster, I think. Right. Because you're not waiting for someone to take your order and a lot of like self-service in that too. Exactly. But you still have the better quality Mm -hmm. food. Kind of going off that, that's such a millennial thing because we don't like (laughs) social interactions or whatever. Uh, Kind of going off that, my first trend is, or my next trend is Instagrammable food. So, you know, you already- Necessity. Yeah, you already see the lattes that had the designs on them, but going even further into that, like I follow some accounts and a lot of bloggers have started doing this. And so I think restaurants are starting to catch on. One blogger in particular that I'm thinking of, I don't remember her name. She bakes pies and then she cuts out little letters and puts them on the pie. So kind of, That's you know, adorable. And I've seen people do it with fruit salad and cutting out letters and stuff. So just kind of going back to like the bento box that we talked about last year with the Asian culture, which we'll talk more about Asian influence in our food mm-hmm. and everywhere else. And what's that Netflix show, uh, Chef's Table? Have you seen that? I have not seen that. Oh, it's so good. So the Chef's Table, it. it's very addicting. And you're going to want to like really make your food fancy looking after you watch okay. it because it's... That's kind of dangerous. Then I don't know if I want to watch it. <laughs> it's just chefs all over the world. And they like oh, take tweezers. They have one in France. Yeah, they I'm take adding tweezers it to my list right now. And they'll like place herbs and stuff around the plate to have the perfect plating. So wow, that kind of better presentation, I guess, because people they know that they're going to be taking pictures of it, and mm-hmm. it's free advertising for them. If your food looks cool, just like with the unicorn drinks at Starbucks, right. Not Where it's a little more colorful, a little more right. fun, and shows really well like, pictures. Vi- like virality. They want it to go viral. So mm-hmm. they like might have a specialty item with something that's Instagrammable. So. My next one goes off something that we talked a lot about last year, which is mocktails. Mm-hmm. But this one is high-end non-alcohol beverages. So not just mocktails, but house-made sodas, um, fresh juices, just things that are you know, really of scale. Kombucha. Exactly. Really delicious. And also a lot of them are pretty Instagram and Instagramable. Uh-huh. It's like the fresh juices have bright, vibrant colors and the house-made sodas are like served in funky glasses and can also be really weird colors that are fun to snap pictures of. Mm-hmm. My next trend is bamboo shoots. 
and just more Asian influence overall. So this is including breakfast and breakfast is really like probably the only meal that I would not think of to go to an Asian restaurant, but using pickled veggies, little like pickled veggie salads as part of brunch and using coconut milk and pancakes, those kind of items, Mm -hmm. just seeing more Asian influence kind of creep into the brunch scene, which makes sense because right now, I mean, breakfast is mainly what French inspired, maybe some like Swedish crepes and stuff like that. Mexican with like breakfast burritos. So it's about time that Asian cuisine creeps into that. And also speaking of Asian cuisine, creeping into desserts too. So like the rolled ice cream from Thailand, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of places in New York that have that where they like roll it out or they flatten it on a really cold stone and they scrape it into a roll, like a swirl. Yeah. And it's really delicious if you haven't tried it. I haven't tried it, but I really want to. Because I like really cold things. So Me too. It's a problem as you're eating ice. (laughs) I know. Like that proves it. Um, My next one is kind of related to that, and that is flavorful handhelds, which have a lot of Asian influence too. Like egg crepes, which are from China and Taiwan. They're pancakes that are griddled, filled, and then rolled up like a breakfast burrito if you wanted to do them for breakfast. (laughs) Bring the Asian more to breakfast again that way. Or a dessert bao bun, I think I'm saying that right, which is Chinese. And it's a soft steam bun that you can fill with classic pie fillings like bananas, cream, cinnamon, whatever you want. So it's kind of like, it seems like a donut to me, Mm. but then also a bun at the same time. Spice up the pastry world. We'll just spice up everything with a little bit of Asian. We got breakfast, we got pastries, we got dessert, we got everything. Yeah. So my next trend is oats. So we have had almond flour, we've had coconut flour, we've had almond milk, we've had coconut milk, but have you had oat milk? And have you had oat flour? And you just reminded me of Parks and Recreation. Why? (laughs) You've had, uh, there's in the last season, the trendsetter, I forget her name, but she said something like, you've had almond milk and almond butter, but now try beef milk. Ew. I mean, it's just regular milk, but it just sounds really oh, gross when you say it that okay, way. Okay, that does sound gross. I, you're right. It doesn't it? Milk, yeah. Doesn't it? Okay, continue. So <laughs> with the going off of the oat milk, this is actually something that Jordan brought to my attention in August of this past mm-hmm. year. So he was pretty quick on the trend because we had a local coffee shop in town that <gasps> used a brand called Oatly. And it was a oat milk, but it's designed specifically for baristas. So it foams up like normal milk. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, and and it's Swedish. It's a Swedish brand. So Jordan thought I would like it because my grandmother is full Swedish. And I just like that culture anyway, too, because I probably look like the the most like... You look pretty Swedish. Yeah, my Swedish uh, background. So... I find it interesting. And there's like, I don't know, it's like underrated too. I feel like no one's, you know, talking about the Swedes that much. But anyway, (laughs) um, so the Vikings and all. But the oat milk, so Jordan tried to find it online, but he couldn't find it because they didn't sell it in the U.S. Oh. Really? And it says that it came over in February of last year. Interesting. So he got it pretty soon. And so I, and I Instagrammed right about there. it. You what? Trendsetter right there. This is the new thing because it was so good. It's so nutty. But I will say it's pretty high calorie. So 
unlike the Which almond, makes sense. right? So unlike the almond uh, flour or not almond flour, the oat flour, which is actually pretty low calorie, the, mm-hmm. all, the oat milk is pretty high calorie. So just be careful with that. I like cashew milk the most because it's like 25 calories for a cup. And I like my oh, coffee geez. blonde. So <laughs> yeah, I like, you know, 25 calories for a cup. I'm fine with, but this is like, you know, a hundred and something for less than that, I think. I'll have to look. But anyway, but it is really, really good. And it's a great non-dairy option if you can't do dairy. So, And I've been using oat flour to make a pancake batter. And it's been amazing. So and you just, have to try you just grind year. up. If you have like uh, oatmeal, you can just grind mm-hmm. up the oatmeal to make oat flour. That's so easy. Yeah. So and it's easy. cheap. So yes. What's your next trend? So before I get in, my last couple are healthy, but I'll start with one that's not too healthy before we get into that. And that is geographic cocktails. So cocktails that are made with spirits from a specific country. Mm -hmm. So if you're having a cocktail with champagne, the champagne will actually be from France um, or a tequila from Mexico, and then have the cocktail be influenced by that culture (coughs) to really highlight that spirit. So like having like other ingredients? From what I've seen, it might have some more ingredients that are influenced by that culture, but they really try to just in general, put the flavors together that will highlight that spirit to make it the centerpiece okay. without being like too alcoholic tasting. That's interesting. And I think doesn't it have, it's like not really champagne unless it is from technically. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's got to be from the champagne region yeah. of France. Yeah. So this will be like real champagne and geographic cocktails. Okay. Well, I'll be looking out on my cocktail menus around town for those. Yes. Because absolutely. You know, maybe it'll take you away when you try it. That's what I'm hoping take a little trip Mm -hmm. without having to my next trend references something that we talked about last year which last year we talked about how smoothie bowls were a thing with a acai bowl whatever however you say that word but this year it's going to be grain bowls and i've already seen some of that one of my favorite frozen foods is healthy choice power bowls so delicious they are so good disclaimer they did pay me to do an ad on my instagram but that was like a one-time thing And I talk about them all the time because they are the best frozen food that I've ever found. They have a really good Cuban one. Yes, the Cuban one's good and the Korean one's good. It's really spicy. And that Korean one has bamboo shoots. Oh, I did not realize that. I thought they were onions. So it's also on trend. Not onions. I thought it was like um, mushrooms. But it was, yeah, it was bamboo shoots. And it's so good. And the meat actually tastes like real meat it doesn't taste like frozen food meat so power bowls doing like a quinoa and stuff like that and then adding your veggies in it and then adding some meat but having them all finely chopped so you just kind of eat it all together so delicious i do love some grain bowls so i'm excited to see that and especially with things like power bowls making it easier to get without you having to do all the and like what i'll do is i'll have my power bowl and then i'll add like with the cuban one i'll add maybe a little bit more of the black beans just because i like you Mm -hmm. know if i want it to hold me a little bit longer even though those hold me pretty well but i'll add some Mm -hmm. stuff to those so you already have a good base but maybe some you know frozen vegetables that you've heated up with it so so my next one is air frying, which is the diet-friendly version of... Okay, I 
deep I like accidentally watched an infomercial about this at my parents' an house for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very interested in this. And I think air fryers have been around for a while. I think they're just becoming more commonplace. And so that way you can have air fried food at your house very easily. So instead of you don't use oil, it uses air to, to fry the food. So you get the same taste, the same crispiness as like a fried chicken, but fewer calories, not greasy, and it's just better for you. Basically, it's like instant pot is instant pot is to slow cooker as air fryer is to dehydrator is my understanding. Okay, like that makes sense. Yes. Okay. I mean, it's not that fast because I think you can do even like a rotisserie in it or something, but it's like, it's faster than a dehydrator. Dehydrators take like overnight. Right. But with an air fryer, you're not taking the air out of it. Or like a dehydrator, you're taking all the humidity out of it. But but you kind of are because you're blasting it with hot air, which takes the humidity out. Takes the, you're right. So just like with the insert pot, slow cooker versus pressure cooker, you know, I mean, it's like a similar, same results. Just faster. Yes. Basically. Also, right now, Target has an air fryer. Oh, just kidding. It's a deep fryer. Google lied to me. I was going to say an air fryer for 29 bucks, oh, wow. but it's a deep fryer. So Google lied. 65 on Wayfair. Okay, that's not horrible. It's a lot more expensive everywhere else. Yeah. Cool. But if you guys have an air fryer and or are getting one this year and try it, let us know how it goes and how it works. So, yes, for sure. My last three are very, like, healthy food related mm-hmm. to. So the first one is instead of juicing, it's called souping. So doing a soup cleanse. Mm, I could do that. Soup's my favorite. Right? I love soup. I feel like a soup too, because juicing, you take out the fiber, whereas soup, sure, right. it does break down a little bit, but I think you kind of, you know, you get all the nutrients and the integrity of the vegetables and stuff, whereas juicing, it's like you lose that fiber from the fruits and stuff. So it actually might be healthier than juicing, which we've been told to juice for how many years now? juicing is so bad because it loads you up with all the sugar from the fruit. Right. So, and I know sometimes people get like Vitamixes and they like blend it all together, which that would be more realistic. And if I did it one time, I like try to do like a three day juice cleanse and then I just ended up eating the fruits mm-hmm. and then I probably got like Chick-fil-A too, but that's another issue. Because you have to have Chick-fil-A <laughs> on a juice cleanse. It's right. just a But I like couldn't drink, I couldn't physically drink that much liquid, but I think soups I could, like I could, I could eat soup for, you know, three times a day or whatever. I could too. I definitely had it for lunch and dinner last night, actually. So you're actually. But it wasn't more, because isn't like souping more parade, like parade stuff. I don't know how to say that word right, but where it's, you know, not, it's not chicken noodle, but it's, you mix everything up and then make it into a soup. Yeah. It's kind like of like, chop, oh, like pureed. It. Yeah. It's kind of like, yes. Um, like, I don't know why I can't say yeah, that. Yeah. It's kind of like more like a butternut squash soup or like broccoli cheddar than like a stew. Right. And I could also still do those for lunch and dinner. Oh yeah. Every single I day. mean, I like asparagus soup. Like I could definitely do a soup cleanse. I'm like going to look into it. We had soup for dinner tonight. So so good because it's snowing so, so we had i had it for lunch today we too. had soup and grilled cheese and jordan actually oh, made it that's the best impressive oh that was so sweet. so sweet what's your next one my next one is gut friendly menu items yes so yes. when you're going to a restaurant look for lower intensity foods that are made with probiotics anti-inflammatory ingredients 
And then for spicy dishes, because a lot of times people will add extra spice because it blasts the calories and it's like good for your belly and burning calories. But they'll soften the heats with this these gut-friendly menus. They'll soften the heats with sweet or savory or smoky flavors. So they still get the belly burning from the heat, but they so they can add even more heat without it like burning you and being way too hot. And I blame Plexus for this. I mean, probably. Um, and just kind of that rise of like the probiotics and the gut health and stuff like that. But I love this trend. Um, I hope it continues. I do too. And it makes it easier to eat out. Right. And like the like when you ha- have you had kefir? It's like a milk. It's like a fermented milk. It's kind of like I've seen it. But I oh, okay. It's like in between um, a milk and a yogurt basically. But that's like very probiotic. And I like it. It's a little bit chunky, but I blend it up. And I make a really yummy peanut butter milkshake with peanut flour and the kefir. And it like adds a nice tart to it. And I add stevia. It's so good. Mm. So anyway, that sounds really good. I love this trend. And going off of that, my trend is super powders. So mm-hmm. like baobab or turmeric. And that's kind of the same thing. Those are very healthful and gut-friendly ingredients. So more of those super powders versus super food, if that makes sense. It does. And that goes into my last food trend too, which is enhanced coffee. And it's adding those super power. I have been adding whey to my coffee. So I'm like on this trend. Yes, I've done that before too. Especially if I didn't feel like making my protein shake, I would just add my coffee to it. I don't drink protein shakes. So I could do that. Yeah. That's my breakfast. I don't have okay. anything else. Because I like it because then I'll add a scoop of my whey protein mm-hmm. and some and a cup usually of cashew milk and then stevia and I blend it in my mm-hmm. little bullet and then it's frothy. Yeah. So it kind of is. That's pretty much how my protein shakes turn out. Okay, so yeah. It's amazing. But, yeah. It holds, it's really good. Yeah. And that's – well, I don't eat breakfast, so – I guess. Oh, that's true. So yeah, but it's like my coffee drink, you know? Yeah. It's good. So yummy. So my last food trend is sustainability. We talked about this last year and that is root to stem cooking. So using all parts of the plant to reduce waste. Which is really important, I think. Yeah, I think so too. And I'm excited. You know, it's kind of going along the same thing as the farm to table concept. Mm-hmm. I think it's just taking it one step further. Yeah, I like I like this trend a lot. So, and I'm interested because like I said, and that kind of ties back to the bamboo shoots too, is using just different parts of a mm-hmm. plant that you wouldn't necessarily eat otherwise. The broccoli yeah. stem, spiralizing that. I've seen people do that. So interesting. Yeah. I'll have to try that. Okay, so next I think we're ready to start our home decor trends. Yes, which are always my favorite. Yes. So what is your first trend? Well, I don't think we can do home decor trends without first talking about the color of the year, which is ultraviolet. Yes, Pantone always comes out with the color of the year. Last year it was greenery. This year it's ultraviolet, which you guessed it is a bright purple. Yes. And I'm trying to remember what greenery looks like now, but in my head, they complement each other very well. But I'm okay, not wait, actually sure. Was it really, was last year really greenery or was last year when they had it two? Was. Okay. Are you sure? I can actually just go to our very first, well, not our very first episode, one of our first episodes. Okay. Yeah, you're right. It was greenery. Okay, cool. I just like got stressed. It was, must have been the year before. It was, but they, they did two. too. They did like the pale blue and the pale pink. Yes. And all the paint 
companies and other color companies are starting to come out with colors of the year too. But my go-to is always Pantone because they've been doing it Yeah, forever. and they take a lot of things into consideration. What's your first trend? So my first one is related to the color of the year. And like you said, that's a deep purple. And jewel tones in general are very in. They're cozy and warm feeling. And as a bonus, they look really good in velvet, which is also still in. I love jewel tones. I'm sitting Me here too. looking at my emerald green velvet chair <laughs> so which is my favorite chair in the world thanks it's I really love comfortable too yes it is so i love that my first trend is surprising stone so other types of stone besides white marble i mean everyone loves white marble i got a white marble coffee table i'll keep it forever i love it it's classic <laughs> But adding in some different ones too, like pretty green stones. And, you know, I have the thing for semi-precious stones. And so right. I'm all about it. But soapstone, and this is specifically for countertops too. Mm-hmm. So having darker countertops and just kind of going away from the all-white kitchen. I think that... Which is good because that always looked a little sterile to me. Yeah, I mean, I really liked it. I'm not going to lie. And yeah. I will forever love white subway tile. But I do think that it was very trendy. When it's that extreme and that kind of veered from the classic, it's gonna Mm -hmm. it's gonna go out of style. So and your kitchen is expensive to redo, so right. So you wanna (laughs) try not to make it too trendy. Right. Or else you're gonna feel like you have to change it all the time or you're gonna be stuck with something that's out of style. My next one is high contrast palettes which I guess kind of goes with the all-white kitchens going out of style. Uh But this is a bold, rich color with thick white accents, whether that's Uh your baseboards Uh are thick or you have wainscoting. I kind of have this in my dining room. Actually, when I was first looking at decor trends like a month ago, I texted Jacqueline and I was like, my house is so on trend right now by accident. Pure white wainscoting with a rich color on top. My dining room, white wainscoting in the bottom, a darker blue on top and it's just that nice contrast it's very clean and crisp and i've seen really a lot like of um, like white lacquered furniture too yes so i think that kind of mm-hmm. ties in with this trend too i agree my next trend kind of goes with that and that's like dark cabinets and again going away from this like kitchen cutler also having some different farmhouse sink colors so not doing the white farmhouse sink not doing the stainless steel farmhouse sink but doing like a copper farmhouse which i seen some what's the copper called when you can see like the dents in it oh hammered yes why can i not think of the word the hammered copper farmhouse sinks which are Mm. really gorgeous and then you don't have to worry about it looking spotless all the time right because the hammered marks hide that right and it kind of has those different sheens to it that's cool yes exactly my next one is statement ceilings So we're kind of getting away from the statement walls. So instead of having one colorful wall or one pattern wall, have all of your walls the same color, but then put a wallpaper on your ceiling or paint it a fun color or do a coffered ceiling or something just to draw attention upward and make your ceiling a statement piece. And this actually is coming back from the 80s, especially with the wallpaper. My parents had, I think it was a wallpapered ceiling oh, in one of their first houses. I really like textured ceilings. So Me too. That's why I love coffered ceilings yeah, so much. Yeah, so not necessarily the 
wallpapered ceiling or patterned ceiling. Oh, I would color. I would never do that. Yeah. They look cool. I just couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, or like color. The only way place I can see doing that is like in a playroom or something. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. but not, yeah, not in my like normal ceiling. But I like it when they have the wood or mm-hmm. a different like wood beam yeah, really or cool. the, the copper. Yeah, like you said. So my next trend, which is a huge trend, which Jackie, you can talk more about this because I know that this is one of yours as well, Mm -hmm. is the wabi-sabi, which is a Japanese term. And Mm -hmm. I am referring mainly to the pottery that, you know, it's like the hand-thrown pottery where you can see the lines like the rings right around they don't try to smooth it out too much and my husband loves this type of pottery so we have some of like coffee mugs and stuff like that in the house but you can kind of talk more about like what wabi-sabi means and this is the new like Mm -hmm. hugue that we talked about which was the danish trend last year being cozy (laughs) maybe this will be our thing every year we'll find a A foreign foreign trend trend. that has a cool name (laughs) that we like don't know if we're pronouncing it right so i looked this one up and it's really just as simple as wabi-sabi i just thought it was like i like the name yes so wabi-sabi is an ancient japanese philosophy for finding beauty and imperfection And I think this is so perfect and poetic for millennial homemakers because we talk all the time there. You don't have to have a Pinterest perfect house because nobody's house is that perfect. And I think Wabi Sabi really plays into that because it teaches you to look for the beauty in the imperfect. So that's having those hand-thrown potteries, having... (laughs) you know, antique items that you can see the wear and tear from it being used for a long time. Or, you know, if something's not in its exact place, that's okay because it can still be beautiful. That's cool. I love that trend. I just love Japanese culture overall. I'm a sushi Mm -hmm. fan. Always have loved Asian cuisine. So I'm like really excited about all this Asian influence. And so, yeah, that's so beautiful, Jackie. I like the way that you put it. Perfect for millennial homemakers. You heard it here first. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully no one else told you first. Well, we are a little bit late getting this out, but it's okay. We just wanted to see what <laughs> stuck for the first exactly. 16 days of January. Anyway. Yeah. We want to make sure things were actually going to stay around. So my next one, I guess, kind of goes into Wabi Sabi a little bit. And that's, and I know you have this one too, and that's natural accents. Mm-hmm. And we've seen baskets and stuff for a while, but we are now moving past baskets into more of the wooden pieces and that's still that same, like they look hand thrown, but they're wooden bowls. I don't know if yeah, that it makes like sense. looks it well it looks hand carved, you know, it's imperfect. Yes, yes. Yeah, we have a lot of these. Jordan loves these, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Especially since he likes the wabi sabi pottery. That yeah. is perfect. He just likes that wooden texture. And I see a lot of this too when people like leave their cutting boards out and they have like the natural wood cutting boards and stuff so which i do right so this is kind of playing into that too so it's not just in bowls it's just all different kind of natural textures mm-hmm. that aren't woven i really want a live edge bar oh top, yeah i love that but they are so expensive yeah that's I, mine and drew's goal is to have enough money to just go and buy a live edge bar top those are really pretty i like those gorgeous 
my last trend for home decor is brass is in and it goes great with the white lacquer pieces that we were talking about <laughs> earlier. I just love brass and gold tones. So I'm all about this, but you know, brass fixtures and copper again, uh, we talked about yeah, that metallics last year. in general. Yeah. Yeah. So just- metallics and especially mixing and matching those metallics yeah. instead of having just one. Mm-hmm. So I have one more and that's big, bold patterns. So really big florals, pairing them with geometric patterns, just making a statement with your pillows, with your couch cushions, whatever you want with just these bold, beautiful, huge patterns. See, I'm just more, my patterns are always just more classic. Right. Because they do. So you could do this for throw pillows or something, but unless it's like an animal print, because I have a lot of animal print stuff, like (laughs) cow print and things, which I guess is pretty trendy right now. But... I love, I mean, I love patterns. So I mean, I like this trend too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I am always a huge fan. If you guys are going to do any of these trends, try to stay with the ones that you can change up pretty easily and pretty cheaply. Like put these on your throw pillows. That way, if you get tired of a big pattern in a couple months, you didn't spend a lot of money. Yeah, and I didn't write this one down, but I just thought mm-hmm. of it. And this kind of ties into all these different things like tie in together. Like a lot of right. our fashion is going to tie into the home decor ones that we talked about. But um, going back to the getting away from the all white kitchen, I think that kind of goes for the whole house too. I like having a lighter wall because I like having more statement furniture. So mm-hmm. like my house is all gray and I don't think that's necessarily going to go out. And we do rent, so I'm not going to be like painting a bunch of random accent walls. Going away from the white sheepskin rugs and furs Uh and more towards other natural animal skins. So lambskin, kind of a different color lambskin, like, you know, different, the browns and the golds, different furs. Mm -hmm. Taxidermy is just pretty big right now because it's so eclectic. And kind of rustic. So seeing more of that, but going away from the like white furry stools and rugs and throws Mm -hmm. and more towards like the coyote fur and things like that. Which coyote fur fur feels so good. Well, I have fake coyote fur. I don't have any real furs. My cat is only real. I don't have any furs, but I don't think I'd have any. Yeah. Except for cat. I mean, unless it's like, vintage or something because like, exactly that just freaks me out and my animals would like freak out and i'd be scared they would like mark it or something um i have some leather i wouldn't on. be surprised I have, I have like leather on some of my accent pillows for our bedroom and they love rubbing up against them because i think they can like smell that it's real leather it's really kind of creepy animals are strange <laughs> strange creatures especially yes. pets okay so going into the fashion which arguably my favorite. I don't know. I like all three of these equally. I'm usually not as excited about food, but this year Jackie and I were excited about the food trends. Last year was harder well, to find food trends. I remember even saying, yeah. hey, if you want to get in on yeah. a, if you have a food blog, tell us your trends because there's a huge market. And this year there were so many more websites that told me trends. Yeah, I agree with that. And that there's a lot of healthy food trends that actually taste good this year. So that's exciting too. Yes, definitely. Okay, so I'll start off fashion. And like we mentioned before, don't forget the color of the year is purple. But I would argue that the runner-up 
for the color of the year is a very bright red. We saw this a lot last year. I know we talked about it in our winter decor trends or winter fashion trends. I don't remember which, but red continues to be a big color. I am a jewelry designer, if you do not know, and I will be showing at Market in Atlanta in February, which if you follow me on anything, then you know that because it's like all I talk about because I'm really stressed planning for it. But I have red in my spring collection. How weird is that? But it's just this very pretty like cherry tomato red color. And so Ooh, it's super bright, okay. very good for Valentine's. Um, but it continues to be big. And that also plays into another trend, which is Americana. So the red, white, and blue color palette. So mm -hmm. that bright, bright, vibrant red, we're going to be seeing that throughout the whole year as well as the purple. So that's really fun. Yeah, I love I it. I really like bright colors. Like that just well, makes it. And it's also, it, it, I mean, it's a jewel tone. So just like we were talking about right. with the home decor, jewel tones are big for fashion too. And so it's that ruby red. And to me, that's never oh. going to go out of style. Like a jewel tone is classic. And it is yes, I, agree. I, I would argue that the prettiest colors, like a really saturated, saturated color of any shade, you know, like whether green yes. or orange or pink, whatever it is, like a very, th that beautiful, deep, rich color. You can't get better than that. No, you absolutely cannot. I agree. My first trend. Mac is just sparking up a storm tonight. We're dog this friendly. Oh, it's Stella. We're dog friendly. So we are very dog friendly. And now that Drew's working till nine, I think they go even uh, crazier. Mine, no, mine do that. Like mine won't, They're like protecting yeah, me. Yeah, mine won't go to bed unless Jordan's home. Yes, exactly. Same thing. Crazy. Anyway, my first fashion trend is oversized earrings and really big hoops or structured heavy metals like dangly earrings. Just earrings that make a statement are a little larger than life. So that way, instead of wearing a statement necklace, you'd wear statement yes, earrings. Yes, out with a statement necklace, in with a statement earrings. And I have more earrings in my jewelry line than anything any other you know necklace or bracelet or anything like that so like i have the most yes. earrings so and they're all gorgeous you guys should go buy all of them right now that's 100 percent <laughs> like a true trend that i see all the time and people ask me all the time <laughs> it was my question was when are you going to do earrings when i just had bracelets like that was the question and kind of going off of that with the uh earrings is having the tassels I'm over the tassels. I like pom-poms still, but I don't know. I'm kind of over tassels. Tassel earrings were really big. I was kind of over tassels like yeah. a month oh, after. No, I out. was too. I was never, I had like one pair of tassel earrings I liked, but just all over clothes and everything, not just earrings, but tassels are out. Fringe is in. So it's like a deconstructed tassel and I'm obsessed mm -hmm. with it. I am too. I, there's a sweater in a little boutique near us that I kind of want, but it's also overpriced, but it's got fringe on the bottom and it's adorable with leggings. Yeah. So I love fringe. So, and I feel like ruffles are kind of going out too. Um, we've been mm -hmm. seeing so many ruffles and so many bell sleeves and I mean, they'll stick around maybe this year, but I, I think that's kind of going out and that fringe is going to really take over. I agree. Oh, and I'll also kind of go off earrings. Then 
sorry, I'm like doing two in a row, but <laughs> is mismatched earrings. So having yes. them kind of match, but be different. I have some in my collection that I'm obsessed with. And it is mainly, I haven't seen a lot in the costume jewelry world. I've been seeing a lot in the like finer, like Oscar de la Renta and stuff like that kind of world. But I'm obsessed with this trend. So Yeah, I really like that trend too. And it goes with the statement earrings yes. because... Because they're mixed mismatched, they're making a statement. Yeah, I'm obsessed with it. But I like them. I don't like them when it's like a stud and then a heavy statement. I still think they have to no. balance each other, but they're exactly like, you agree. wouldn't notice that they were different until you like paid close attention, if that makes sense. Yes, I agree with that entirely. My next one is statement shoes. Mm-hmm. So clearly there's a theme of not having statement necklaces and having other statements. And so statement shoes, whether they're studded or have some pearls or are even like sequined, they're kind of more subtle because they're on your feet, but they still can make a huge, huge statement. Um, one thing that I've been saying, I don't have this written down, but is statement jeans. So the same type mm-hmm. of a thing, but they like have little pearl stone all over them or like one like little like right. sequence, you know, like scattered throughout. So not patched. Or even like embroidered or back. Yeah. And so not necessarily like patched jeans like that, but having random details like throughout the whole jean. Right. Yeah. The next fine. trend is scrunchies are back. Woohoo. Relive the 90s. And they're not... They're not like the gross looking ones. They're the like yeah. very girly kind of ribbony looking ones. And a lot of velvet. I've seen a ton of velvet scrunchies, which are beautiful. And I love this trend. Yes. I'm all about it. Yes, I agree. I'm super excited. Seriously, the best way to put up a ponytail ever. Yes. Always. Uh, my next one is wide leg pants. We're starting to see skinny jeans and leggings. I don't think go away. I don't think they ever will go away but maybe not be your go-to and wide leg pants and wide leg jeans will be making a comeback. I don't like this trend. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I mean, maybe like one day I can see myself having like a nice pair of like really flared jeans, like high-waisted. I could see that, but... And that's what I'm looking for right now because I want a pair because I really like them with wedges. Yeah, and like, I don't know. I just, I love... But I love my I just like the way my ankles look. In skinny jeans, mm-hmm. so and one of my like favorite styles is to wear cuffed yeah. skinny jeans, and you can't do that with a wide leg. I used to in college. I did have some wide leg jeans that I cuffed, and it's just not the same look. It does yeah. not look good. So and not boot cut. This is like almost bell. No, like wide, yeah, like almost bell bottomy, yes. but different. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yes. More tapered yeah. at the top. Yeah. Um. Trumpet bottom. Yes. Well, yes. We are naming it now. Trumpet, trumpet bottom. bottom jeans with the fur. <laughs> um, okay. So my next trend is kind of going off of, you know, different sizes. And that is really small purses or really large purses. And this isn't saying like clutches and totes. It actually looks like mm-hmm. a structured purse that you would carry as like a crossbody or um, another, you know, little not hobo bag, you know, I'm talking about like structured handbag, but it's just really, really big. Uh-huh. And all the details are really, really big. So whether it's the logo, I've seen a lot of Gucci purses like this. And so the logo is like the same proportioned as it would be in a small crossbody, but it's a huge, like the size of my York tote from Tory Burch. 
this is so strange to me, but also makes sense because like big logos are making comeback, unfortunately. Yeah. So it makes sense that they're also like blowing them up to be proportionate. Right. For huge and so it handbag. like looks like a small bag if you just saw the product photo, but then you see next to a person and you're like, whoa, that's huge. It's that or really, really small purses. So it's the exact same structured purse look, but it's teeny that you can only fit like a credit card. <laughs> Seriously. Like it's so kind weird. of weird. Um, maybe your phone. I don't know what size phone you have, but <laughs> um, so yeah. Strange. So I, I mean, sure. I'm into it, I guess. I don't know. It's just something that I've been observing, and then I saw an article talking about it. My next one is extra long layers. And so if you're going to wear a sweater, you know, a layer of sweater, they're going to be really long, like right. below your knee I've long, or you're going to wear kimonos or dusters. I have a lot of those long sweaters. They're usually not that long, but they're really comfortable. So I completely get and can get behind this Yeah, trend. and I see it, and... I don't know. I don't want to feel like I'm wearing a bathrobe. So I like the release. See, I do. Uh, (laughs) I'm kind of in a giant sweater right now. And it's like a house coat. Okay. It's so comfortable. I like house coats. Okay. Yes. Cool. Well, then maybe I can get behind it. If it means more house coats, then I'm about it. (laughs) My last trend has to do with prints. And so fashion. So like artsier kind of cartoony prints and I'm not talking about like florals Mm -hmm. or like a cartoon character but just more like hand-drawn looking pretty retro pretty 60s and 70s Jackie and I both have been binging Good Girls Revolt on Amazon such a good show and they like canceled it the fashion so good it's like Mad Men but for like publishing like journalism Mm-hmm. So not publishing, but journalism. So they're at a magazine and it's like a feminist madman at a magazine slash like news. And if you like Nora Ephron, yeah. the first episode deals with like it's based off of her real life experience. And Anna magazine. Camp is an actress in it and she's my favorite. She was in The Help. And was she in Pitch Perfect? Yeah. She was. She was like the main, not the main like girl, the, but like the Yeah, blonde. I love her. We said yeah, Queen Bee I the love beginning. her. So. Me too. I'm I'm like halfway through Good Girls Revolt and I'm even So more this well this trend like made me think of it. Um because yes. I just like that show and the fashion's really good. And they canceled it after season 1, so make sure that you go watch it so they can yeah, and they so were talking bring about bringing it back with this whole Me Too movement because it is a very, like, you know, feminist kind of show talking about women in the 60s at a – in, like, the boys' club kind of publishing news world, mm-hmm. whatever. I keep saying publishing, and that's not the right word, but you know what I mean. They are publishing. Yeah, a magazine. It's, it's just, not like yeah, book, you know. So I have oh, two okay. more. My next one is also pattern related, and that is checks and plaids. You guys know I'm a huge check and plaid fan, and that's this is you know bringing in the Scottish tartans and the heritage checks that mean something and have like a history behind them. Between besides just maybe like a buffalo check. So, and then my other one is bringing back the 80s shoulders. I don't know how I feel about this. So they're more of the shoulder pads and puffs and frills and exaggerated shoulders, which I was not a huge fan of. I mean, not that I grew up in the 80s, but I wasn't a huge fan of them in the 80s. So I'm still not a huge fan. Yeah. 
they might be making a comeback this year. Well, I hope that you got something out of our episode. If there's any trends that we did not mention that you've seen, be sure to join our Facebook group, The Millennial Homemakers on Facebook. And we talk all about our episodes and other things. And we're still hosting our Millennial Homemaker Capsule Wardrobe Challenge. And you can tell them a little bit about how to get involved with that. Yeah, so once you join the Millennial Homemakers group, if you have not already, we have pinned to the top an event for the Millennial Homemakers Capsule Challenge. And we post in there regularly. Other members will post their successes, their problems, their questions. And we just discuss capsule wardrobes, share our successes. And we will be doing that through February 10th. And that's also when we're probably around the time we're going to have our next episode. We are going to be taking a break so Jacqueline can focus Thank on Monday without <laughs> stressing herself out too much. Thank you. Yeah. But we made a Facebook event because we wanted to keep it off the yes. Facebook page or the Facebook group page in case some of y'all don't want to participate in the challenge. But I will say it has been really fun to see people's before and afters of their closet. And I'm still working on mine. Yes. Uh, me too and by working on it i mean i walk into my closet every day and i'm like i don't want to yeah we need to get on it because we started the challenge but it's been so great and it's really cool (laughs) because i think people are getting more intentional about putting outfits together and it's been fun to hear what people have figured out that they're drawn to just by sorting through their clothes and picking up on trends so exactly it's been awesome i've been loving it exactly if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me at Jacqueline Humble. And if you-, you can follow me on Instagram at JVAlexander16, or you can find the podcast at The Millennial All on Instagram. So hope to talk to you there. And I hope that y'all have a great week and a great rest of your month. We'll miss talking to you, but I'm sure I'll have plenty to talk about after I get done with my trade show. So. Yes, and we will still be on the Facebook group, so we will continue to talk to you guys. Bye.